You are listening to the Gromart Podcast. We've been really focused on formulating and engineering a diesel fuel that is right for our customers. Featuring experts in agriculture. We're helping our customers decide when's a good time to sell, when's a good time to merchandise that grain so that they can make a profit. And other system news. It's very important to the Gromark system to encourage the future of agriculture. The Gromark podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Gromark podcast. This is Cliff Dolbear. Today is a special edition. We have John Reefsteck, Gromark chairman of the board and president, hosting and interviewing a few folks um, from our uh, executive staff. I'm going to let them introduce themselves here in just a moment. For now, we'll turn it over to John. Well, welcome to this edition of um, The System Leader. With us today, I have Keith Milburn, Mark Orr, and Carol Kitchen, who have a lot of experience um, in the cooperative system and some experience outside of the Growmark system. Uh, and we want to talk today about services that Growmark offers, services and products. And there's lots of services, lots of products we do. But today's focus is a little bit about maybe the products and services that are, that are not utilized as much as they could be. And so in your experience, um, are, there, are there issues, are there... Um, uh, tasks? Are there products that we could be offering that to members that they don't utilize um, perhaps as much as they, they could? So, so Carol, do you want to start off? Yeah, well, thanks, John. Uh, this is Carol Kitchen. I'm the VP for Energy and Logistics for Gromark, and I joined uh, rejoined the organization on September 1st. And uh, so I've just been kind of getting into the business here. And one of the uh, when, when John asked us this question, obviously, I went back to our team and visited about some ideas that we had. And uh, the one thing is that uh, we have been launching or have launched in the last 12 months a national account strategy, which really allows both Growmark and our member co-ops to play bigger than if they were playing individually. So if you think in uh, many of our biz- in our markets, we have commercial companies like aggregate companies or transportation companies that whose trade territory expands beyond what maybe a local cooperative's trade territory traditionally has been. But they would like to deal uh, with our business to be purchasers of fuel and or lubricants. So through the national account strategy, we can, uh, Growmark can work with them and coordinate with local co-ops to provide what they really do best, which is providing that local service and, and local touch to the customer. But we do that under the umbrella approach of one account where the customer, the end customer, can deal with, with our system with one invoice so it becomes an easier way to do business with Growmark, but access the service of a number of local cooperatives within their trade territory. So individually, probably n- neither of us, either member co-ops or Growmark, would be able to reach this customer. But when we work together, it really makes the system act like a, you know, play bigger than what we would be playing if we were on our own. Okay. Thank you, Carol. Mark? Hey, John. Mark Orr, Vice President of Agronomy. And I would say one of the most underutilized uh, services we offer is full adoption of electronic ordering via our e-supply system. Today, uh, anhydrous ammonia is highly used uh, on e-supply, and that's for a number of reasons. A lot of time it's short notice, it's a, it's a quick season, and also there's a requirement that we, that we capture the origin and destination on loads because it is a hazmat classified uh, material. But beyond that, a lot of our products, uh, members today may download all the release numbers as soon as a contract becomes available, and then manually keep track of where those loads go in a spreadsheet. You know, there's unnecessary administration that comes along with that. Um, There's risk of manual errors. 
And we really want to start capturing the origin and destination of where these loads go. As, as data, big data, um, becomes uh, more prevalent in our industry, there's going to be opportunities to capture better insights that we can use in the future, you know, maybe attach weather data to that. But I think we got to start using the whole value of the system to be able to capture those as we move forward. Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks, Mark. Keith. Yeah, thanks, John. This is Keith Milburn. Uh, I'm currently the Executive Director of Digital Transformation and the CIO for Gromark. Uh, when I look at this, uh, you know, there are certainly a lot of opportunities uh, across our organization, both within Gromark and at the member companies. And I'm going to touch on a couple of the tool sets and some of the uh, capabilities that we have today uh, that maybe we're not taking fully advantage of. Uh, so one of those, as I look at the area from our energy perspective, uh, whether that's refined fuel or propane, uh, for many years we've offered different tools and software to help the driver slash sales person uh, within that organization. And when you look at a lot of companies and the energy business uh, in detail, you'll see a lot of our delivery individuals are kind of a one-person operation. They're responsible for taking the order, they're responsible for filling that order, they're responsible for billing, and the customer service as well of that. And while they do a great job in a lot of those areas, there are a lot of tools, whether that's with webs or with tank monitors or other things, that we can help them gain additional efficiencies uh, and provide ultimately better customer service when we look at that. Um, what we see is, in a lot of cases, a lot of these tools and technology, whether they're adopted or not adopted, uh, and put in place, they're never fully taken advantage of. Uh, you put these tools in and sometimes you'll make some incremental changes, but there's certainly a lot of opportunities for us to come back, look at some of those data uh, and some of that insight and say, okay, how are we gonna change that business going forward? And we're not looking at rapidly changing it, we're looking at how we might improve it. Uh, make things better for the customer, obviously make things better for the driver and the salespeople. And we've seen some cases where we've had some route consolidation, and we've seen where routes actually cross over each other and ultimately leading some additional uh, efficiencies along that way. You know, John, as from the energy perspective, I would add uh, to Keith's comments that that really allows our, our uh, individuals that are interfacing with the customer to focus on growing the business and serving the customer and not so much on some of this administrative stuff. Uh, because like like uh, Mark said, we have e-supply both in energy and in agronomy, and that really allows our customers to do business with us at any time during the day that, that is wor you know, works for them. And so it really expands uh, and gives them flexibility for their, given their business base and also you know, their employee base. So it's, it really allows, when we use technology like that, allows our customer-facing employees to really focus on growth and market share expansion, as well as customer service and not really lower value, you know, kind of administrative tasks. Hey, John, I might tag on a little bit there too with Rod Wells Group and uh, the supply chain group and the analysts that are involved there. They also have the ability to kind of go along with what Keith was talking about and really modeling out what a supply route would look like. What, what do, are we crossing over? Uh, I know we've all seen that where, you know, one fuel truck passes another on the road. And we can, we can actually do um, some modeling on that and really figure out what's the most efficient way for those routes to be, what's the right size, um, and, and really improve the efficiency of the organization through modeling. And we're doing a number of those on energy, but we just completed one uh, for crop nutrients for a member here in the last few days. So we can do it for all types of products that are out there today. Well, it sounds, it sounds like there's, there's products out there, technologies that are pretty useful for our members. So, so why, what are the barriers to getting it implemented at, at the local level? Why, why is there not been the uptake on some of these that, that, 
that, that you would have expected to have seen? Well, I, my observations as I've come in new and, you know, we just went through this really challenging six to eight week period with the propane business uh, being, you know, under a lot of pressure due to a great thing, which is a lot of demand, but it, it still creates challenges, is I think we haven't, we have not gone out for a while and kind of reminded people, at least on the energy side, the kinds of capabilities that we have. And I know a few years ago, Keith was part of a, a process as well as folks in the energy division to go out and sort of explain and demonstrate the value of technology like a tank monitoring system and the Energy Decision Center and how that can be incorporated into the, their businesses. And that is something that we're going to do again uh, coming up here uh, probably later this winter and early you know, into the summer. Because I think it is not just the concept that you want, we want to get tank monitoring in place and add transparency to our supply chain. It's about how do you integrate the technology, the people, and the processes in a different way. And, you know, it may be today that there's more pressure uh, or incentive to do that because we have, uh, we all have challenges in having, getting labor in the right places. And this is really a, a shift in maybe how our local cooperatives need to, or want to go to market and can create more stickiness for the customer. So it's more than just maybe what might have been viewed as a, as, uh, cost saving or a supply chain implementation in terms of versus today, which I think more of it's an offer and a value proposition that we can bring to the to our customers. Yeah, yeah, Carol, that, that was that's a great example. Uh, when, when I look back at that and I look over my career at Growmark, a lot of times in the past we basically have came out with one department or one division directly with Growmark and maybe had consultations at regional meetings. In this approach here, we're actually bringing a team approach, uh, and that's nothing new, but yet it it's kind of uh, needs a, a rebirth as we look at it. And and that team approach is looking at a lot of different themes, whether that's risk. Uh, certainly, there's a technology aspect into that, that's logistics. That's looking at a team approach and sitting down and having a unique conversation with that segment of one for each member company. Uh, certainly we do a fairly good job when we talk at regional meetings and those type of things, but sometimes it doesn't hit as hard or at home as much when we tailor that specifically to that member company. And when we look at that approach of what we've done in the past and what we're going to restart, it's really looking at those segment of one for those member companies and tailoring the tool sets and understanding what their challenges are and what we can offer those things as well. And I think that's some of the things that Rod and your group is doing as well, Mark. No, I agree. I would also say just having a real robust uh, piloting programs. We do a lot of beta tests today that we, uh, that, we, that we try to share with the membership, and we need to share those success stories um, and how they can really improve the quality of life for crop specialists, particularly in my area. Crop specialists are expected to do lots of different things, so we want to focus on how we can make the quality of life better for them and in turn them provide a better quality of service to, to their customer as well. So as you're looking, looking in the areas that you, you all work in, do you see something in the horizon? Do you think, wow, that's going to be a great piece of technology that's going to bring some value if we can get it implemented correctly? Well, I think the three of us um, have been talking a lot in the last few weeks about this concept of sensing technology and the Internet of Things. And we've been talking about this for the last few years. Um, but I, in the last few weeks in particular, uh, I've seen the conversation, from my perspective, really step up and see the opportunity. I think Growmark and the system here have an enormous opportunity, not just to uh, reduce cost or you know make things easier just for us in the office here, for example, but really to leverage the value of our system and do something that competitors are not able to do. 
And I know Mark's had a lot of, of time to think, or taken a lot of time to think about this, but he probably has some opinions as well. Yeah, the Internet of Things could be really big for organization. I know a lot of that was started with these tank monitors we talked about for organization, but we're really even taking it down another level and bringing it to the agronomy division as well. So, you know, this year uh, we set up uh, 30 tanks, I believe one of our members in Iowa, to track uh, the bulk ammonia loads just to see, you know, you know, how fast the products are moving, when they can hold more loads. And then we're also running another pilot this spring in the same regards, actually taking that down to the nurse tanks that a farmer would have in his field. We don't know exactly where that's going to shake out yet, John, but we think there's going to be some insights we gain from that. What are the turns per tank? Um, are we really getting those tanks picked up as quick as we could when they're empty? So better utilization of our assets. So the Internet of Things, I think, will be a big, uh, a big opportunity for our system as we move forward. Yeah, obviously, uh, all those things uh, were certainly exciting. We, we've seen probably the biggest shift in some of that technology around Internet of Things probably in the last few years as, as the processes uh, and the monitors themselves have dropped in cost, uh, but they've also become more ruggedized and lasting longer. And when we look at that, and it's not just in our, you know, in, in our world, it's in your home world as well. And so you're able to look at some of those things that are going on in other industries or in your consumer life, and there is a rush of people and developers that are providing these things or offering these things that we see that will just someday in the future, you'll probably be monitoring everything. Uh, you may already think of that in your consumer world, but when we look at the energy customer tanks, in-use customer tanks, we know that there's over 300,000 unique customer propane and refined in-use tanks that are out there. And having insight into where that tank is at any point in time, where it is, as well as the volume in there, rather than having a very expensive person and truck driving out there to see if it needs to haul fuel, is going to be such a monumental shift in how we approach and provide ultimately better customer service. So I, I, one of the services I get predicts how much rainfall I'm going to get on each farm over the next, the next week and two weeks. So obviously that would fit in very well with, with the energy or with agronomy, adding on what you already know with what you predict is going to happen. So do you think that's going to be a big part of, of the future of this predictive analytics? Oh, I think it absolutely is going to be. And, and you know, we know a lot about our business. We have, a, a, you know, thousands of employees that have tens of, you know, years of experience. And we run our business appropriately. But I think uh, this analytics and big data and artificial intelligence and machine learning are going to uh, introduce us to ideas and show us that are things, show us things about our business that we had no idea uh, correlations and relationships and information that we just have never even considered as part of a decision when we're making logistics or purchasing or serving our customers. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating thing. It's a little bit scary, uh, and it means change, and it means a mindset change for us and our employees and our customers, but I think it's going it's to have a huge impact on our business. I would tag on to that as well as saying, you know, we're taking much more of an enterprise approach to this uh, as we move forward. You know, energy did some great things over the last few years. Agronomy did as well. And being able to share across the entire enterprise is enlighten us to all the different things that are out there. We have good partners and such as with climate, being able to capture some of the weather data you're talking about. Uh, we've partnering with a lot of different companies now uh, underneath our ag validity platform, such as Solymph Tech. Um, there's just a lot of other opportunities that we're learning about, and I think if we combine that all together with the knowledge we have within all the uh, product divisions and, and, our, and our IT platforms, the, the possibilities are going to expand over the next year. Yeah, again, uh, 
when I look at, you know, the sheer amount of data that we currently have, as well as the, all this data that we're collecting, uh, this past year we actually did a, a, a small, what I'll call pilot proof of concept uh, project and, and looking at three years plus a bulk tank uh, refined fuel Internet of Things and matching that up with weather uh, and then uh, turned a bunch of algorithms on at it. And, and again, this wasn't us. This We partnered uh, with Google to do that. Uh, but you were able to come with a pretty fairly accurate prediction of the next couple of days when that tank would be able to need uh, product in it. And so as we look at that going forward, looking to further expand that pilot, uh, and that leads us to, to some other things that we've been talking about the last several weeks. Uh, so Mark touched on ag validity, uh, but we recognize that coming back to one of the earlier questions of how do we help the members or how do we uh, make sure that the members are aware of these things that at times we talk about some of these projects that we have going on or we communicate some of this, but we recognize there's probably a better opportunity to communicate and provide kind of an up-to-date platform that says anytime a member company or a Growmark employee wants to understand where we are with some of these technologies, whether we're in the research stage or the investigation stage or the proof of concept, or the pilot stage, or it's ready to scale, that we could do a better job of communication. So uh, we've been talking about how we'll build a platform over the next couple months to try to help consolidate this information, and that not only Growmark employees, but member employees could actually go to this platform, uh, look at each one of these technologies, whether that's agronomy, energy, or technology platform in particular, and learn a lot more about it, and actually find out maybe how the pilot's going, uh, where those companies are. So we think that's huge back to keeping us from recreating the will, uh, as we've talked about it from time to time. Well, our system, Growmark, our members have spent a lot of, a lot of resources in information systems. And um, the bottom line is that can really benefit farmers um, because it's going to make us get products to them, to the specific area in the farm more efficiently than we have in the past. So it's been a great conversation today. Thank you for, for the time and for the insights. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Thank you. Thank you all. Uh, and thank you for listening to this edition of the Growmark Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Growmark Podcast. You can find other episodes on Podbean or on a supported podcast app. <laughs>